Hello, dear friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad to be with you once again this post-Easter broadcast. Uh, But I want to remind you today as we begin this broadcast, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and this broadcast today is being brought to you from our our base here in Tampa, Florida, where this this broadcast originates. Our church, what a glorious resurrection celebration that we had. Hallelujah. And what a blessing it is to be able to share with you today that the resurrection is an ongoing event. It's not like uh, all of the bunny rabbit stuff. It's not like the the Easter candy and the Cadbury egg with all that good filling. And you eat it, it's gone, it's over, it's done. No, the resurrection is something that is set in motion, uh, things that reach into eternity. And today, if you're a Christian, we have a, a, a post-resurrection message for you about the power of the resurrection in your life, the purpose of the resurrection, and the inheritance that is ours as a result of the resurrection. We're going to be talking about the inheritance of the children of God, the inheritance of the children of God. Wouldn't it be great to know? Wouldn't it be something if you got a certified letter in the mail and it said that someone had left you an inheritance. Someone uh, that was very, very rich had left you and named you in their will. Oh, friend, would that get your hopes up today? I don't know about you, but that would raise my hopes sky high in the physical and material sense. (laughs) Just to know that my life was going to be radically, dramatically changed because of the wealth that I anticipate that is going to be mine as soon as I claim my inheritance. One thing about an inheritance is this. You can't claim something that you don't know belongs to you, and you can't hope in something that you are not absolutely sure of. And there's so many circumstances and things that can lift us up and and drop us uh, that God wants to give us something so sure and so absolutely true that we can get our hopes up and keep them up. Praise God and never let them drop because of what we have in Jesus Christ if you are a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, would you please stay tuned and listen to this broadcast and hear this teaching from the Word of God and understand uh, something so very critical to all of us as believers and to you if you should come to Christ and you and we pray that you would come to Christ. Amen. Before this broadcast is over, you can get in on an inheritance and you can have a hope that death and circumstances and 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 all of the things that could befall you as living in a faulty body in a fallen world that might occur could never take your hope away from you. Praise God. Amen. Well, we want you to hear the message today about the hope of our inheritance, the hope 
of our inheritance. Praise God. And our teaching is from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. We're going to get to it very, very quickly. We would like to invite you to come to our website. If you would like to come, just type in the Holy Church of God. The Holy Church of God. And it will take you, uh, the first one that comes up on Google, on my uh, search engine, it will be the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates. An affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. If you do the math, I have been the senior pastor since 1974, and uh, that would make us 43 years of of ministry uh, in this particular place and this people going on our, headed for our 44th year. Praise God. And I believe this year is going to be one of the greatest years that we have ever had ministerially. And part of that uh, greatness is because of the World Wide Web. People are hearing this broadcast that you are hearing in Madison, North Florida, uh, South Georgia. Uh, People are hearing it anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world that anyone is connected to the World Wide Web and discovers WMAF because everything you're hearing, all of the family-friendly programming, the fine ministries on Sunday, uh, if you can't get out in church, you can hear a live church service Sunday uh, right there on WMAF with ministers that are ministering God's truth from the Holy Bible. Praise God. Amen. We're glad to be part of that great company, not competing with one another, but complimenting, cooperating for the great last day harvest that God wants to bring into his kingdom. Again, I say unto you, if you are not a Christian, please stay tuned to this broadcast and 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 ponder what you hear from God's holy word today. There is hope for you today in the Lord Jesus Christ if you will receive him just like you are. The great invitation song that was played just, I, I remember it most from not just singing it in church, but from hearing it at the end of the Billy Graham Crusades when I was very, very young. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, and thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Oh, praise God. God, through the blood of His Son, bids you to come to Him. The sacrifice lamb has been offered. The blood has been shed. It is sprinkled the mercy seat. And God offers you a full pardon. He offers you forgiveness and fellowship with Himself. Hallelujah. If you will confess your sin and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can have the hope of our inheritance. You can get in on this today. Don't miss it today. And if you're a Christian today, you may not even know what you have in Christ yet. You may have not discovered this is, this is beyond the holy city. This is beyond the gates of pearl. This is beyond this place He's prepared for us. This is the reason that we're going to live in heaven 
with him forever. In fact, we're going to live in the heavenly city that's going to come down to a new earth. Hallelujah. And live with him right here in the holy city forever and ever. Age without end. In a body that will never get sick. A body that will never age and will never die. That's the inheritance. We couldn't enjoy heaven if we knew we had but a short time to stay. We will enjoy heaven because we know it is ours as our personal possession forever and forever. Age without end. I want to read from First Peter chapter 1 verse 3 through 5. So open your ears and open your hearts today. Here's what Peter says. By the way, I want to tell you who he's writing to. He's writing during the time of Nero, when Christians were under the most horrendous, horrible, intense persecution imaginable. And he's bringing them a message that will give them hope, that will remind them of the hope they have in Christ Jesus. Amen. And a a message that wasn't just needed in their day, but is needed in our day as well. Listen to it very, very carefully. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That word lively literally means a living hope to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Now I want to make a statement based on what we've just read. While it's fresh in your mind today, the inheritance is preserved for the heirs, and the heirs are preserved for their inheritance. I want to say that again. The inheritance is preserved for the heirs, and the heirs are preserved for the inheritance. Praise God. Amen. We know that God will preserve our inheritance, and we must also trust Him to keep us. You know, the Apostle Paul said of, of his relationship to God, his trust in God, he said, Now unto Him that is able to keep you from falling, literally going back into sin, now unto Him who is able that word able in, in that scripture in the Greek means able and faithful. You see, if he had the power to do it and he didn't promise to do it and wasn't faithful to his promise, then we couldn't have hope at all times in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our, our, the sinful tendencies of our flesh that Satan capitalizes on. Oh, friend, I want you to know not only does God grant you an inheritance when you come to Christ, write your name in the Lamb's book of life, make you a a legitimate, bona fide citizen of heaven before we even get there. Hallelujah. Our name is on the, the roll book 
Literally, the scripture said our citizenship, our conversation, which means citizenship, is in heaven. The moment we come to Christ as our Savior, we're on the earth. We're citizens of earth, but we have a citizenship beyond this world, beyond this veil, beyond this, this body even that we have now. We have a citizenship in heaven because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. We're passed from death to life. We've touched eternity and eternity is preserving us until that day amen when we receive the fullness of our inheritance praise god so i want you to know there's hope no matter where you are what you might be facing today and if you're not a christian today and like so many people who who feel, I can't live the Christian life. I'm going to be in wholehearted agreement with you. And I'm going to tell you something that may shock you. I can't live the Christian life either. either. After 43 years of pastoral ministry and following Jesus and trying to model Christ to others, certainly not perfectly, but but I have not ever in my life had one millisecond of desire where I wanted to throw in the towel and quit and go back. No, there is no going back. There's only going on. And I can't do that, never could do that, uh, never would do that in and of myself. But the change has been wrought inside of me and someone has come to live inside of me to help me live for Jesus Christ. Jesus has come in. The Father God has come in. The Holy Spirit has come in. And you know, that's the great message of the gospel. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man open the door, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. So he wants you to come to him like you are and open the door of your life and allow him to come in and allow him to begin to grant a fulfillment and to satisfy the deepest longings of your soul and to give you a hope that this world can never give to give you an inheritance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, if I got a certified letter and say that someone, uh, a multimillionaire, had le- had named me in the will, I wouldn't waste any time. I wouldn't waste any time. I'm speaking of the material and physical for a moment. I wouldn't waste any time uh, going to the executor's office or the usually a lawyer who is who is the, the executor for the will. I would want to know, number one, who it is that left me something so I could show my appreciation. And if they're dead and gone, just be thankful for, for them, but also to know what they had left me. What now belongs to me legally, Amen. I would, I would, I would get up early in the morning. <laughs> I would get on a plane, take a train, an automobile. I'd hitchhike if it came to it, Amen. If I had to walk, I'd want to find out. And that's what we have the Word of God for today—that we can know what is ours in 
Jesus Christ when we receive him as our Lord and our Savior. Praise God. Do you see then that all Peter said about the glorious inheritance offered no real comfort unless the Christian could be sure that God was going to keep them also. Praise God. In this context, Peter wrote in verse 5 of our text, You are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. You are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. The inheritance is preserved for the heir, and the heir is preserved for the inheritance. It is in this context that Peter wrote, you are kept. The word kept in verse 5 is similar to the meaning to the word reserved in verse 4. It means to guard, to keep watch over something in order to protect or preserve it. The Christians he was writing to under Nero's, Nero's reign, might be brought before the magistrates or before princes. They might be put under great pressure, deny Christ or lose everything. Their lives may be put on the line. Wives may be having to watch their children being sold into slavery. A husband may, wife, may see his wife killed or the wife see her husband killed. They might also have to make a choice, deny Christ or face a very fearful death, to be thrown into the arena, to be torn apart by lions or bears or wild dogs, to be crucified or be dipped in tar and set alight to become a human torch. All of these atrocities were committed against Christians during the reign of Nero around the time when Peter wrote this letter. Here's the reason I'm talking about all this negativity, all of these things that were occurring in that day against Christians. If God, because of Christ and His resurrection, His crucifixion, and the grace that flows, amen, to you and to me today, and the power that is available, and the hope that they had to cling to, even a hope that death and pain could not conquer. Hallelujah. That gave them the courage they needed to stand true to God. And they, they did stand true to God. Friend of mine, whatever I'm facing, whatever you're facing, grace is flowing to you. Grace is flowing to me. Hope is going to hold on to us so that we can hold on to hope. God is going to hold on to you and me so that we can hold on to God. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Hallelujah. He's begotten us again to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank God we are kept God is watching over you and me to guard you, to preserve you, not to keep you necessarily from any suffering for Christ's sake, 
but rather to keep us from denying Christ. Not just because of the threat of death or suffering, but the temptations that are going to come so strong in a culture, particularly like we're living in here in the 21st century. We're not so much in America in particular living under the threat of death or torture. We're living under the threat of giving in to the pull of this world, living in a culture that sensitizes us to every kind of temptation of our flesh. And that's why Peter wrote to those Christians, I beseech you, I beseech you as pilgrims and strangers that you abstain from fleshly lust that war against your soul. We have to be cautioned in a world like this, and we have to depend on God's grip on us to keep our grip on God during these times. Oh, friend of mine today, if God could keep them, and he did, and God could sustain could sustain them under their circumstances, he's able to sustain you and me under our circumstances. Someone is listening to this broadcast today, and you're saying, there's no need for me to come to church, give my heart to Christ, or or, or give my heart to Christ where I am and start going to church. I, 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 I could never live it out. I don't want to be a phony. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, listen, God does not want phonies, and God does not want hypocrites. God wants authentic Christians today. But the only way we can be victorious, the only way we can live out the life that he has set for us to live, literally to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Christ and find joy and fulfillment and completeness and purpose and power in it, hallelujah, is to depend on his keeping power toward us so that we can keep our faithfulness toward him. Amen. And today there's a scripture I want to share with you. I've shared it many times. And it's in John's Gospel, chapter 1. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Now that word is not the power for our I will, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word is dunamis, and it means miracle-working capability and miracle-working ability. God's power that created heaven and earth through the one, the agent that he used, the third person of the Godhead, the Spirit of God moved upon the deep in Genesis <laughs> and God said let there be a firmament and that power was released creatively to create the universe as we know it today that's might and power but this word power is a forensic term and it means the authority the the legal authority to become the sons of God you see, when you receive Christ as your Savior, you're not just an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner. You have been saved by grace. But as Paul so clearly put it, now you are the sons of God. And then he said, if you're sons of God, legitimate 
bona fide, legalized, legally adopted into his royal family. If sons of God, then heirs of God. And if heirs of God, then joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, this is the glory of the gospel. You're not just treated like some old lap dog because of your past and your sinfulness and, and you, you don't even, you know, not even a lap dog, a dog on, left on the porch or living under the porch in the cold and the rain, half starved and uncared for and kicked when someone comes out the door and to be put out of the way. Friend of mine, when you come to Christ, you're brought into God's royal family. And God grants unto you legal sonship. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why Paul was so astounded by this grace and this graciousness and this great love and this great salvation. Hallelujah. And he said, what manner of love is this? That we might be called the children of God, the sons of almighty God. That we might be able to pray like Jesus taught us to pray. This is not Paul. This is, this is me talking right now. Based on what Paul said and what Peter said and what John said and what Jesus said. Hallelujah. He said, when you pray, you begin with your prayer with a proclamation and acclamation of your sonship. And your new relationship with God because of your sins being absolved your pardon being granted, your sins being forgiven. And now you're brought into a fellowship relationship with God and you begin your prayer with our Father, which art in heaven, being able to call the creator of the universe Father is one of the great defining privileges of this salvation that is ours in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, we're in the Star Wars sequel and prequel age. And if you're a, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, you must be enjoying all of the movies that are coming out about Star Wars. Listen, we are not talking about the force, some fantasy movie force in the universe. Although there are forces of good and evil and light and darkness, we don't pray to the force. We pray to the Father. We declare not only the Father, but our Father, which art in heaven. It's part of our inheritance to be a joint heir with Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. And be able to say, Abba, Father, to our Creator, is one of the greatest, uh, uh, greatest symbols of our relationship, the greatest uh, proof of the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed in our behalf. Jesus shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, but he was raised again for our justification. God now looks upon you and I as forgiven, as our sins have been pardoned, we have been acquitted, and we have been received into his royal family. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, don't ever let your weakness, your sinful habits, your sinful traits 
keep you from what God offers you in Jesus Christ today. Come just like you are. Come to Christ today. This is the great call of God, the great message of the gospel. Come unto me. Come unto me, you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You will find what you'll never find through sin. You'll never find in this world. You will find rest for your soul. There's no peace like this in all of the world. And then knowing that after your life here is over, you have eternal life with him forever. Praise God. This is a hope that death can't even conquer. And it is yours and mine in Jesus Christ today. Amen. We've got so much more to talk about in this study. But friend, today, right here, and right now, and right where you are, someone, God is touching. You may have been raised in a Christian home, but you never thought you could live the Christian life, so... You went away from your legacy of faith. It was handed down to you. And you've went your own way. But sometimes when you're alone, and sometimes when you ponder what's going to happen when you die, you are troubled. There's no peace. There's no hope to look forward to. But right now, right now, God is calling you. Come to me. Come to me. Repent of your sin. Receive my Son as your Lord and Savior. And I will give you an inheritance that nothing can take away from you. Incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. And I will keep you until that day that it becomes yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, friend, come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.